This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is Welcome back to Equity Mates Investing, a podcast where we explore what's possible in the world of investing. My name is Bryce, and today we're looking at some of the highlights coming from reporting season. We're unpacking some of the big themes dominating the start of the year. And we have our very first community stock pitch for 2024, which we're super pumped about. To chat through it all, as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you? I'm very good, Bryce. Good to be here. This is uh, an exciting episode. We're getting back into the swing of the year. Yeah. Uh, A number of new things. Uh, As we spoke about last week, uh, we're in a new studio setup. Yes. But before we get into the episode, we always need to start with our disclaimer And speaking of new things, we're also (laughs) trying stings this year. This is not, no, this is not financial advice. (laughs) Yes, so a reminder that all information on this show is for entertainment and education purposes only. Any advice is general. All right, Bryce, well, as always, we like to start with uh, news, what's going on in markets. And I think uh, down here in Australia right now, we're in concert season. Yes. That's the big news at the moment. Taylor Swift, Blink-182, Pink. Yes. Yeah. Uh, tough to visualise the amount of people that Taylor Swift has had at her concert. Yeah. So here's a good way to do it. Uh, it the amount of people that have been to her Melbourne show could fill three MCGs. Well, it did fill three oh, yeah, MCGs. That was the joke. Oh. <laughs> didn't, didn't really, you know how like they're always, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. that didn't really land. But look, it's not just concert season because in financial markets, it's also earnings season or reporting season. We're getting a lot of results from companies uh, both in Australia and, well, and, and around the world. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what's happening in the news. And Bryce, as always, well, not as always, as per this episode, <laughs> we've got a sting. Markets. Love it. Right. Well, we are right in the middle of earnings season, Ren. And the news is this, the strength of both the Aussie earnings season and the US earnings season is somewhat surprising a number of analysts. Uh, well, surprising markets. And we know what ha- is happening in markets at the moment. They're responding well. What do I mean by this? Yeah, one, third, <laughs> one third of the ASX 200 have reported at the time of recording. 47% of those have recorded above market expectations, while 34% have missed. 
And the story continues over in the States. Uh, almost 70% of the S&P 500 have reported results. 81% of those have beaten market expectations. So overwhelmingly, we're seeing mark, uh, companies performing better than expected. And we know the result of that. Markets tend to jump a little when um, companies are beating expectation. Yeah, and I think you know the the stock market isn't the economy, and the economy isn't the stock market. We there are times when the stock market can do really well, but the economy and consumers can struggle. But I think it is a good sign, especially when uh, you know consumer facing companies, you mm, know retailers mm. and banks are saying that they're doing better than expected it's a sign that the economy is doing better than expected. Mm. And that might not gel with some people's experience at the moment, but on the like nationwide or economy-wide level, it seems that things are holding up okay for the moment. Yeah. And that is a positive. Well, you mentioned banks there. So let's go through some companies that have caught our eye and one of the biggest companies in Australia is CBA. So talk us through the results there. Yeah, so I think uh, on that theme of um, the health of the economy and the health of the consumer, looking at these big banks, looking at CBA in this case is... Uh, a good, I guess, temperature check. And so we wanted to pull out their results. This is an indication of how strong CBA is. Their first half profit falls 8%, bad news, still raise the dividend more than 2%. Mm. So they've got cash cash in the bank. Yeah. But the profit fell 8%, which, you know, not good. Uh, they said it was due to competitive pressures and mm. this is a bit of a theme. Uh, there's a lot of competition, especially in mortgages, mm and that lowered their margins. Mm. Also higher operating costs. The bank warned that they expect higher loan arrears this year. And so what that means is they expect people to fall behind on their mortgages or businesses to fall behind on their loans. Mm. So that's like a pretty clear watch out that things are going okay at the moment, but the banks are preparing for worse to come. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Common, the CEO said, as cash rate increases have a lagged impact on households and business customers, we expect financial strain to continue in 2024 with an uptick in our arrears and impairments. So first big takeaway uh, from earnings season is whilst companies seem to be surprising on the upside, they seem to be doing better than expected at the moment. The commentary that we're hearing suggests that there might be tougher times to come. Yeah. And just to put into context, an 8% fall, they still cleared a $4 billion profit. Yes. Four, $4 billion <laughs> for the six, six months, months, for the yeah. half year. Yes. So they're going okay. They're going fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving on to another company that we've spoken about on the show a number of times for many years is A2 Milk. Yeah. A2 Milk was a market darling, was the real central player in the, well, it was a real symbol of the China story, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, an Australian company selling into China and just absolutely grew. Mm. And then as that China channel dried up, uh, A2's share price story. fell yeah. as well. And so we can look at A2 as a sort of sense check on the China trade story, the health of the Chinese consumer, um, and just, just what's going on with how Australian products are being, or New Zealand products, we should say, are being received over there. A2 Milk blew the lights out. They reported revenue up 4%, EBITDA up 5%, their margin was up, net profit was up 16%. But here's the interesting thing. Here's why we wanted to pull it out. Their Australian-New Zealand segment struggled 
revenue was actually down as was EBITDA or mm. profit. So it was actually strong growth in China and okay growth in the US that drove this result. Revenue from China was up 17%. EBITDA from China was up 22%. And A2 Milk was once again a top five infant formula brand in China. So that, that isn't to say that... Has it ever not been? I think it was when that when things got pretty bad, the mm. Daigu channel dried up. Mm. Um, mm. That was huge. I massive. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't keep Far it on the shelf. Yeah, you couldn't yeah, yeah. keep it. Yeah. I, I, I owned A2 Milk when I was working at Coles and I would always say my sell signal would be when there was A2 infant formula on the on shelves. The shelves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, you had to keep it behind the counter of the service desk because yeah. it would just like, get cleared out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Far out. Yeah. So that's an interesting one. Obviously not close to its all-time highs, um, but turnaround. Well, you know, riding the ship. Which yeah, is good to say. yeah, yeah. And finally, Ren Cochlear uh, yeah. has had a massive first half as well. Yeah, now I wanted to include Cochlear because there are three big healthcare stocks in Australia, yeah. like bigger than all the rest. CSL, ResMed and Cochlear. Great stories of Australian healthcare taking on the world and, and doing really well. Yes. But it feels like Cochlear doesn't get as much love as the other two. And so this feels, it, it deserves some love. We're going to give it some love. And it feels like it might be rounding into getting a lot more love from a lot more people. Uh, how's this for a set of results? First half <laughs> sales revenue up 25% to $1.1 billion. Yeah. Underlying net profit up 35% to just shy of $200 million. And the company will pay a record dividend of $2 a share, up 29%. Love that. So Fully uh, franked? 70% franked. Okay. So some big growth numbers from Cochlear and their commentary suggested there was more growth ahead. You'd be surprised if a company said there wasn't more growth ahead. But um, yeah, really good result from a really good Aussie company taken on the world. Are you taking the 7% fall in CSL as an opportunity to, to, uh, to get in? Uh, I own CSL. I'm not sure I'm going to add more to it. Are you? No. Okay. Yeah. They do say whenever it's under 300 buy, I think it's at 280. Yeah. The context here is that uh, they were in stage three trial for a, I can't remember what drug it was. Heart heart drug? Yeah. Heart drug that didn't go according to plan and uh, they've been sold off a bit. So um, a company that continues to perform. Yeah. Now, Bryce, as we round out our discussion of the news, uh, there was a question from our Facebook discussion group. And if people want to come and join the conversation, uh, the Facebook discussion group is a great place to do it. Yeah. Ash from the discussion group wanted your take on the Brad Banducci. <laughs> oh, um, oh. Now, uh, the, wa- the almost walkout. For people who aren't familiar, Brad Banducci, the Woolworths CEO, was interviewed on Four Corners and mm. a clip has been circulating social media of uh, him getting asked a hard question, stumbling over that question and then asking if the ABC can cut it, the ABC saying no and then him walking out and then being convinced to return by his PR team. Mm. Now, Ash uh, noted that you have always been a big fan of Brad Banducci and wanted your take on it all. Uh, So I haven't seen the full Four Corners. I think it was out last night at time of recording, so I will watch that. Um, To be honest, I was very surprised at how he reacted to that. He's usually a very uh, cool, calm and collected, strategic, um, not salesman, but knows how to pitch himself and present. And I was very surprised at that reaction. 
I'm not going to slag him off or anything because I'd still love to have him on the show, (laughs) (laughs) but not a good look. And and I think, look, it it was obviously probably clipped up and taken a little out of context. (laughs) (laughs) Give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's Um, let's put it this way. Uh, He will not be doing more media than he needs to in the immediate future. Well, let me put it this way. I also saw a clip of the Coles CEO who did a Tony Abbott last night on Four Corners, just didn't respond. The journo said to her, it was something along the lines of, this is what we classify as price gouging. What do you have to say? And she just sat there. No way. And for about 10 seconds and he's like, are you going to respond to that? And she said, we don't engage in practices like that. But it was a long, like 10 seconds oh, of wow. awkward Tony Abbott style. Yeah. All right, well, uh, neither of us have watched the Four Corners doco, but no. I think we should. Uh, but let's leave it there for this week. Uh, and just a quick reminder as we move on to the next segment, uh, the Equity Mates community survey is still open. Uh, it's your chance to help us shape the future of Equity Mates, um, both the podcasts and beyond. And uh, as a thank you for filling out the survey, we are giving one equity mate $500, hopefully to put towards your investing, not compulsory though. Um, So please do fill it out. The link is in the show notes. Mm, It shouldn't take more than five or 10 minutes and it makes a lot of value. So Ren, at the top, I said there have been some huge themes kicking off this year and absolutely dominating markets. So let's get stuck in. We're back for the first week, but boy, oh boy, there's been a lot that has happened while we've been on holidays. Yeah, there have. So we wanted to just cover it off. Some of this is... Um, it's not new news. No, no, but our takes are going to be fresh. We should acknowledge it. <laughs> uh, so I think, you know, if we were to say when we signed off at the end of last year, sort of mid-December to now, for me, there's been one theme that's dominated all others. AI. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think NVIDIA is up 50% year to date. That's just a continuation. I was thinking about this the other night. Like it's just one of those, I I look back at this time last year when it it started to really, really rip. 2023 up over 250% and now it's another 50%. Yeah. And throughout all of last year, people kept saying, have we missed the boat? Have we missed the boat? Have we missed the boat? If you just got in at the start of this year, you're up 50%. It's like unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Just goes to show how trying, like trying to pick the moment in these things is just the wrong way to go about it. Yeah. I also think there's uh, trends in investing last longer than we think Definitely. they will. Yeah. And so the oftentimes when people feel like they've missed the boat, the trend has a lot further to run. Yeah. Now the second question is, how far will it fall when the hype comes out mm. of the market? Mm. Because the hype will come out of the market at some point. Mm. Um, and we're probably above that point. Well, I, I read an article in the paper in the AFR that they could be on track to be the first tech company ever to double their revenue for three years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so they've done it the past two, but to do it again this year would be an unbelievable feat. Yeah. And the market's not pricing that in just yet, but they're pricing serious revenue growth. And we know what happens if they don't hit that expectation. Like their PE at the moment is just ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, if you're doubling your revenue every year, (laughs) you'll grow into it. So I think that's the headline. Um, OpenAI's new text-to-video 
was pretty mind blowing. Mm. Um, I plan to make a reel and put that up on our Instagram. So if people want to see it in practice, they can head to our Instagram. But yeah, I think first theme is AI keeps ripping. AI and then all of the, I guess, subcomponents around it, like ARM has had an incredible start to the year. The semiconductor producer, I think, up almost 90% year to date, which is just shooting the lights out. Yeah. So uh, plenty of opportunities still in the market. Ren, the next one that was uh, big news while we were on holidays was Apple's Vision Pro yeah. headset. Yeah, what are your thoughts? I love it. I'm really excited about this. You love it having never tried it. Having never tried yeah, it, yeah. but I'm I like I've seen many YouTube tutorials, well not tutorials, but explanations of it and demonstrations. Um, you could sort of see how Apple talk about it for the next sort of five years. You know, you just trust that Apple they just create unbelievable product. And yeah. I, I think that what we're seeing now, V1, what it could be in the next 10 years is Super exciting for yeah. me. Yeah. I tend to agree, but, you know, like I could take the other side of that argument. Like they have had product flops. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not many, but. Yeah. Yeah. Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, like, I think. Like yeah. further back, like the Lisa and like, you know. True. When, yeah. I, I, I think, um, so I think if we look at the market, first of all, Apple was up 5% for the year in sort of mid to late January it's now down 2% for the year. So I think there was um, maybe mixed reactions from investors and the market generally. Apple's obviously such a big company mm, that mm. any new product launch probably isn't going to be the most important piece mm, of definitely not. information. This yeah. has more to do with sales in China and, yeah. you know, overall iPhone sales yeah. and, you know, yeah. services gro- revenue growth and stuff like that. Um, but I think we can say that the market is not overly enthused. Uh, speaking of not overly enthused, did you watch Mark Zuckerberg's oh, video? Oh my god, I did. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was so wussy. I found it. Like Bro, he's, <laughs> hey, he'll fight you. He's he's big into his UFC I, now. I just found it. Like I just found it. I, I it was just. I thought it was pretty pathetic, to be honest. It is. A, it is a strange phenomenon. Like you, you don't see rival companies giving reviews of like their rival's products to, very to, put, often. to give context here, Mark Zuckerberg sat down and did a direct piece to camera review of Apple's Vision Pros and essentially just said all the reasons why his, I can't even remember the name of it. Um, uh, Meta Quest. His, yeah, Quest yeah. 3 headset yeah. shits all over Vision Pro. Yeah. But it was just weird, yeah. I, I felt. Yeah. It's like, what's the point in this? Let it do it, let, let it, do it speaking for itself. Yeah. Let it speak for itself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I read uh, Stratechery uh, by Ben Thompson, good uh, technology blog. Um, he had some thoughts on the Vision Pro and we included it in our Equity Mates email a couple of weeks ago. If you did miss it, I'll include the link to it in the show notes so you can read it. But he had this view that the Vision Pro is should, should be thought of like the iPod um, in that Apple has taken a very specific use case. Mm-hmm. So with the iPod, it was audio. And um, he, he has this view that Apple have made a number of trade-offs in the design of the Vision Pro to make it just a really good entertainment product. Mm-hmm. Like they've optimized it for watching TV essentially. Mm-hmm. And they've made a lot of trade-offs to make it less good as a work and productivity tool. Okay, But his view is that in the same way that the iPod changed the game for audio and then it was just five years later 
the iPhone launch gets, pad for the iPhone. Uh, yeah, and yeah. then the iPod is done. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's um, uh, obsolete. Tra- yeah, obsolete. Perfect word. Yeah. Um, he kind of thinks that they're doing the same thing here. They're like trying to make a beachhead with this new form of technology with um, entertainment, and then over time it will become, I guess, obsolete or superseded by a more holistic product mm, mm. and so he like steps through why how, why he thinks that with the trade-offs they've made and like what that could mean so a really interesting article and, a, and i guess a bit of a different take to a lot of the it's good or it's bad takes that you sort of see mm. so um it's yeah. progress yeah, yeah it's a step for it's the start of a step forward and yeah. you know ben makes a point that since the iPhone, none of Apple's new product launches have been new computing platforms in, you know, CarPlay, Apple TV, Watch, AirPods. Um, they're all just sort of like accessories and devices and stuff like that. But this is their first new compute platform since the iPhone. And so you've got to think of it differently. So anyway, really interesting. Give it a read in the show notes. But Bryce, as we close out the what have we missed, I just had a quick look at the ASX. Yeah top performers year to date, worst performers year to date, over a billion dollars in value. Yep. Two worst performers, Lionstown down 39%. You spoke about lithium and how much it's fallen mm. uh, in our last episode. Gina will be hurting. Yes, but also <laughs> like she'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also Domino's Pizza is down 33% year to date. So I would say the amount of Domino's Pizzas at our house is up 33% this year. Really? Yeah, Ham's been hitting it hard. Okay. <laughs> well, Ham copying a drive-by. <laughs> uh, but interestingly, the best performer on the ASX valued above a billion dollars. Uh, no points for guessing because I'm sure you can read it in our doc. But Satire up 56% year to date. And so for those tuning in for the first time, Satire is an online retailer for high-end luxury goods, yeah, something fashion. like that, yeah, yeah, fashion. Yeah, yeah. We actually spoke about it on Ausbiz. It was pitched as a stock of the year or a watch list Wednesday like two or three years ago. So I remember I bought it after so I, hearing yeah. about it in 2021 from Michael Frazes. Yes. I reckon I lost about 80% Me on too. that stock and then I sold it. It was in the $4 range and it fell down to like 40 cents. cents. Yeah. So from it reached a high in November 2021, then it fell more than 90% and then it's 10 bagged up from there. It's now 13% above where it was in November 2021. <sighs> this is just one of those don't sell situations. Or it's buy the dip. It's fallen 90% and then 10 bagged in, the, in less than two in less years. Than, yeah. yeah. It came out that there's all this weird stuff going on with the CEO though, I, I recall. Well, they've obviously I'm, resolved it. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything more than that because I don't know any more than that. But <laughs> fascinating. Anyway, one to watch. My eye off the, yeah. Took my eye off it. Yeah. And, handbagged anyway well we've missed plenty throughout uh, our summer break so come and join us in the equity mates facebook group to continue the discussion on some of the big themes that are playing out this year we're going to take a very quick break and we'll be right back with our first stock pitch from a community member for 2024 hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Equity Mates Investing. I'm really excited for this segment, Ren. We have our first community stock pitch for 2024. Yeah, and uh, we do have a sting for it as well. <laughs> oh, <yay>. So... <laughs> Stock pitch. Nice. All right. <laughs> so we have our first community member coming in to uh, to give us a stock pitch. His name is James. So James, uh, tell us about the company. So the company I was going to pitch is Sunlight Milk. We smell on the NZX and the SM1 on the ASX. And the company I've been particularly familiar with for some time because I'm in the capital project sector of the dairy industry. And over the past decade, during this time, Sydney's invested significant amounts into building more assets in its manufacturing sector. Capitalised on growth opportunities being attributed to being an exclusive manufacturer for ASU milk. Uh-huh. Ah, right. Well, that's good. We were just talking about A2 Milk earlier in the show. Um, so, so James, before we go too deep on this, uh, for everyone listening, can you just give us a high level on what uh, Sinlay Milk do? The, that's S-Y-N-L-A-I-T. So at a high level, Sinlay operates in three different sectors. They operate in the advanced nutrition, which is your infant, pediatric and adult formulations. Food service, which is a new market they're entering into, which is products that are used by things like restaurants. And one of the things that they're producing at the moment is UHC cream and consumer foods. And most of the consumer foods are produced by Dairy Works, which are butter and cheese products. And Sinlay's recently made the decision to divest from Dairy Works. Mm. Nice. We love a New Zealand dairy player. Like A2 <laughs> Milk is the obvious one. Fonterra is obviously massive. So it seems like um, they're doing something right over there. So you, you mentioned that they're manufacturing for A2 Milk. Is that the, the only big known brand that they're manufacturing for or are there, would there be other, other brands that we're familiar with? So they have a few global customers, um, namely Nestle and Danone, which are the two largest by market capitalization. And in 2020, they announced a new multinational company that the name of which hasn't been publicly disclosed yet. Mm. Oh, wow. And so when you emailed us about this stock, you had a few sort of points around the thesis and we should make it clear that this is not a buy, hold or sell recommendation. We're just encouraging uh, the Equity Mates community to come and, uh, you know, discuss some ideas that are, uh, that are interesting them. So what are some of the key pillars that make up your thesis about uh, Sinlay Milk? So the main things around the thesis are the asset quality that Sinlay has, how new their assets are and how much more life they have. And they also have access to the Chinese market through SM, SAMR regulatory licenses 
for the Chinese label A2 milk formula, namely. But at the moment, A2 milk and Sunlay are going through disputes around the exclusivity um, agreements they have. And additional to that, Sunlay's market cap is heavily suppressed. So it's currently around 153 million and its total equity value is around 790 million. So it seems like it's poised for a good position for potentially an acquisition from either A2 Milk or Bright Dairy, complete speculation. Uh, A2 Milk having 20% ownership of the business and Bright Dairy having 40% ownership. Mm. And for people who aren't familiar with Bright Dairy, I'm just having a look at them. They're a big Chinese multinational food and beverage company. So I guess they're a key part of the business having access to Chinese markets. So one thing that, you know, if people are Googling at home or having a look, the share price has been whacked down, what, almost 80% in mm. the last year. Mm. So what's um what's caused the market to fall out of love with it and what do you think is uh, going to change? So they've had several downgrades with reduced sales, revenue and earnings forecasts. They've gone through the process of restructuring to try to reduce operational costs, but the market is still broadly quite nervous and there's uncertainty on the future possibility of the system, of the business. Um, and they've recently gone through a process of renegotiating their banking finances to give it enough working capital and credit facilities. The amount they've renegotiated is $480 million for one to two years and the repayment of at least $130 million of this needs to be done in March this year. So that's the reasoning for divesting from Dairyworks. Mm. But there's been no update to the market on the sale. Mm. So it's entering quite a critical time at the moment. Sounds like we could be on the brink of a bit of a turnaround story here. So, James, we do want to say a massive thank you for being the first uh, Equity Mates community member to pitch a stock for 2024. Um, so that that one was Sinlay Milk. The ticker is SM1. It's listed on the ASX market cap of about 154 million New Zealand dollars, currently trading at 66 cents. As we said, it's not a buy, hold or sell, but we do just love hearing what are, what companies are interesting our community members. And we did talk about um, the turnaround story that A2 Milk is going through at the moment. So it's a nice way to close out this episode so, James, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And uh, and we'll put this one on our watch list to see if it can turn things around in 2024. Okay. All right, guys. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. A massive thanks to James for coming on and sharing a stock. Uh, a lot going on in markets. Earnings season continues. We'll be back in your ears on Monday to keep unpacking it all. Uh, until then, have a good weekend. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. 
Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.